We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch. Yep, yep. You got your boy, T.O., in the building. And, man, I'm excited about today because yeah. I am a former teammate. And then we got a Super Bowl champion teammate at yeah. that. He's DeMarcus Ware, Super Bowl 50 champion with the Denver Broncos. And I wanted to say Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but, but you unfortunately, can't. <laughs> unfortunately, that didn't happen. But when you say that there's greener pastures on the other side, he found greener pastures on the other side. Absolutely. Again, Dallas Cowboys from 2005 to 2013. Then he left Dallas and went to the Denver Broncos where he did win that Super Bowl ring in Super Bowl 50. Again, DeMarcus Ware, nine-time Pro Bowler, four-team, four-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro. He also led the NFL in sacks in 2008 and 2010 and is on the NFL 2000s All-Decade team with UT um, as yeah. well. So welcome to the building. DeMarcus Ware is coming to bless the stage today, ladies and gentlemen, on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. That's right. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yep, yep. And if you want to see the video version of this, go to the YouTube channel and type in Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. We're doing things right this year. We're kicking off the new year with new things. So again, Go to the YouTube channel, search box, uh, go to Get Your Popcorn Ready. There it is. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Yee! Yep. And you want to see that video version is go to the YouTube channel and type in Get Your Popcorn Ready. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marcus Ware to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Thanks for coming on the show, young fella. Hey, thanks, man. Thank y'all for inviting me on, man. It's good to, oh, to catch man, up with I know, with we, I know hey, you're limited on ready. time. I know you're limited on time, man. So we and, and I gotta and I gotta go to rehab anyway. I gotta go get my training oh, on. You ain't gotta I gotta go, go get rehab, my fitness man. on. You know what I mean? Everybody don't have fitness apps and all that stuff like you do. <laughs> I'm getting emails, NFL PA sending me stuff. So, oh, welcome to um DeMar. Marcus wears a new fitness launching this app. I'm like, man, get out of here. With why you, why you got to be the stiff robot guy when you're, when you're talking about the app? Tell him, D-Ware, show the app. Hey, so listen, long. man. Listen, man, I, to, I told T.O. a while back when I retired, man, he know how I love to work out. Every single time he seen me, I was in the weight room working out. Now I get an opportunity, man, to spread that fitness um, mentality and motivation 
through, mm -hmm. through Driven to Win, right? Mm -hmm. And I told T.O., I got a section in there for him. I got, I got the ab section in there for him. Okay. And <laughs> the Hall of Fame wide receiver section in there, I think he can teach a lot of these kids and college people you know, and college players about what it takes to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver, right? Oh, you know, I've been, been, yeah, been seeing a little snippets of your stuff on social media anyway. So all you got to do whenever you want to, you know, want me to slide through, I'll come and do a little segment with you. You know, hey, I'm giving you some help now because it's going to help. It's going to help boost your subscription, your subscribers up now. But that's I know one person that yeah. should already be subscribing, and that's that guy right there. He should already be subscribing. So, so Matt, uh, Matt, you, Matt, you need to get your mind right, man. Don't be back there. See, you got your hoodie and all that. Hey. You, need get, you need to get right, all right? Hey. You, see, you want to talk about Mr. Tin Man joints. Hey, look, D Ware, ask him how many injuries he had and ask me how many injuries I had. If anybody's fragile, it's this dude over here. He always I, going to ACL, MCL, PCL, TOCL. He he blowing everything. I'm at you least I'm staying healthy. You finished? You finished? I'm just getting started. <laughs> okay. How, how many years did you play? Eight years. One okay, injury. How many did I play? How many did I play? How many? How many were you injured? Eight no, years. No, you none. you got injured eight none. years. No, no, no. I only got hurt after I was. I got hurt when I was out of football. Well, out of is. football. I tell you, uh, I tell you every, every single year, T.O. came back from, I, I think it was Achilles, it was a knee. Right. Look, that dude came back. L listen, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Here's the real question. <laughs> T.O., every single time we worked out in the offseason, I, I was like, what, what, where's T.O. at? And you would come in with them bands. You would <laughs> only be working out with the bands. This is what pissed me off. I worked out the whole offseason. You would come in with them bands, and you would beat all of us. Okay, <laughs> you would be all of us in the gassers. You would be all of us in all the drills. I don't even know how you did it. Uh, what was in them bands? How you did it? And, and with that being said, everyone, welcome to get your popcorn ready. We got Super Bowl Fifty, Super Bowl champ yeah. Marcus Ware in the building today. My former teammate from 06 to 09 with the Dallas Cowboys. And I love that introduction. I knew it was about me, but Marcus, DeMarcus, we're going to Oh, you done set him up, D. You done set hey, him up too early, really baby. About me. Uh, but no, no, that, that's just what I did. Now, it was just, I, I tried to really evolve every every summer. There was something that I tried to do with my game um, every every offseason that I trained. And my, my, my trainer, Buddy, who lived in Atlanta, yeah. um, I didn't really know much about, like, lifting um, outside of, like, when you go to high school and you go to college. You're doing pretty much all the muscle major, your your, your major muscle group. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, you're right. squash, you're doing your incline, your bench, this, that, and the other, leg press. But what I wanted to do uh, throughout the course of my career, especially after my third or my fourth year, I wanted to get faster. I wanted to kind of catch up with the speed of the game. So when I hired him, every year he kind of, he, he evaluated throughout the course of my, my seasons right. what he saw and what I could be doing better and right. And so when it came to like me lifting weights and things of that nature, especially bench press, he basically said, T, he goes, you're not, a, he not, you're not an interior lineman. You're not a defensive lineman. You're not going to be pushing guys. You know, when, when, is, when, when are you ever using two arms? Right, like, right, 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 right. So that's when we started to really isolate the muscle groups and I started using dumbbells. And then as I got older, and I started, you know, playing a little bit more. He wanted to say he wanted to kind of just incorporate more, more workouts that would, I guess, benefit me. 
and that was advantageous for the receiver position. So that's when we start incorporating some of the uh, the, the band workout. So it's, it, it got away from really working harder to really start working smarter. And then, well, I, you can use that. Can, you can, can use that in your intro and some of your fitness stuff. It's not dude, about dude, always dude, working dude. hard. Hey, I can, I can, I can tell he definitely used all the dumbbells. But go ahead, Dware. Yeah, no, no. To, to that point, dude, I don't lost twenty pounds. I'm about two forty five. I, wow. I don't lift no heavy weights for real. I mean, that's just for the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I use dumbbells. I use bands. I use kettlebells. Right. That is it. And it's wow. almost like working out harder. And not working out smarter and not harder and not hurting your body. I mean, I had 51 injuries. I got the papers. I had 51 injuries wow. from the time I played for 12 years, dude. Right. And to this day right now, I can go out there and play better than I did when I played those years where I had 10, 20, you know, 20 sacks. So wow. that's why I'm trying to give that to everybody else now, right? Mm-hmm. I use, I mean, I'm a computer science major. I use augmented reality, machine learning in there to where it actually learns with you. So the weight that you put in, it grows with you. The exercises grow with you. There's focus points. There's all that stuff in there, right? But then I told people, they're like, ah, DeMarcus, I can't work out like you. Okay, cool. I got some homework I send there for you too. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can use body weight. You can use band just like T.O. was right. talking about. You see exactly what we look out look like right now, better than we did when we played. And we're trying to give that, and I'm trying to give that to people through Driven to Win. I just want them to go and download it. It's free. Right, Seven right. days free. Just go download the app. We don't download a lot of stuff for free, mm-hmm. right? We, we we know about that, but get them um, to go on the app store, type it in. No, right. no, yeah. No. And I like what you said. You, you have to make a correction. You have to really, really emphasize when you're talking about when you say we. You're talking about me and you. When you talk about looking yeah. better, then you're not yeah. talking about hats. So right. don't, don't shake to your head. Don't when shake he's, your I, head. To that. I, I know, don't shake don't, your you head to that. Hey, Hey, this is hey when you when you get on get your popcorn ready, you know, we, if you think it, we say it. And that's <laughs> right, my turn. Right. If you think right. it, we're gonna say uh, it. So I want to be true to our listeners out there, our, our loyal listeners right there. We want to get them authentic material. So I just yeah. want them to I just want to address those people that are listening that are you know our valued subscribers. When he says, listening guys, when DeMarcus saying we look better than we did when we played, he's talking about himself and he's talking about team. Yeah, yeah. He's not talking about my whole Hey, we're going to cut this short today. We're going to cut this short today. I'm going to stop all this hating on this guy's dang GPR today, fellas. Forget both y'all tearing down. Long fat man, go with y'all. No, but I I definitely enjoyed, like I said, I mean, it was – Three years go by, go by really fast. I know when I played for the, the 15 years, when I reflect back on my career, career uh, Hatch played eight years, I'm being real right here. I mean, it goes by so fast. You played 12 years in the league. Right. And those three years that we shared in that Dallas Cowboy uh, locker room and on that field in Dallas Stadium, man, it went by so fast. And yes. I feel bad that the talent, and I, you just posted something the other day. You yes. just, po- oh, you just posted, bro, you just posted, a picture from Hawaii at the at the at the uh, Pro Bowl. Yeah, the, the Pro Bowl, and it was thirteen of us. 13. It was thirteen of us, bro. And at that time, Ooh. it was a record. So that shows you the talent that we had on that team. And it's unfortunate wow. that we didn't win. We didn't win a Super Bowl. And honestly, the year that Tony bobbled that snap, that could have been was another our year. best. Another year. 
yeah, dog. I ain't gonna tell no lie. I didn't really think about it till I started seeing some some clips yeah. of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, we did lose that damn game, and that was a, that was that was for us to go to the playoffs, bro. Yeah. If we don't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't bubble that snap and he kicks that field goal, bro, that could have been our first Super Bowl win. I I, I go back and think about it, dog. We had Larry Allen, Flozell Adams, Andre Garrard, Mark Colombo. You had Marion Barbera. Yeah, you. You had Patrick Creighton. I, up to my dog. It was bro, one of the things where, like, everybody that we played, it was like, dog, y'all walked out on the field like monsters. Y'all was so big. Y'all just did whatever y'all wanted to do. Like, teams bro. don't say that right now. They don't no. say that. No. And it, it, was, it was ridiculous, man. It was ridiculous. Bro, we would walk, let me, let me we would guys walk through guys. You got you guys had those thirteen Pro Bowlers a year uh, in one the year you did not go to the playoffs. Thirteen and three. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think that was. Oh, y'all went to he, the playoffs though. Okay, I, I thought y'all didn't go to the playoffs and still. No, 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 no. We yeah, okay. we went to the play. We lost to the was it the Giants? The Giants. I think. Yeah, yeah, that year nine and seven. Yeah, that wow. year. Um, yeah, that year I think I had a high ankle sprain, but I end up I end up playing. I scored, oh, you were, oh, you were injured? Shocker. <laughs> hey, that hey, it, that, it, hey, it doesn't it doesn't happen it doesn't happen much it doesn't happen much hey but the thing is I still lined up they didn't think I was gonna play and I still got in that end zone yep. that's okay. not a shocker speaking, yeah. speaking, speaking about getting in that end zone so D where you were a receiver in high school yep. and and a linebacker yep. right which is crazy to me to think um so give us which one is harder to score a touchdown receiving or get us a, a, a sack on the QB, which one is it more? Um, I, I would say, I would say the thing is, man, I would say get a getting a touchdown receiving because wow. the reason why I say that is because you know it's two different things, right? Like you got two guys usually on you, especially like mm-hmm. UTO. You got a, a corner and you had a free safety, right? You're gonna always get double. For me, I'm not usually I'm gonna take that guy out with that double team, but for me, I can have a tight end, mm-hmm. I can have a running back. I can have a wide receiver. I'm just going to have a tight end, mm-hmm. uh, um, a running H-back. back, and a tight end. So, so everybody blocking on me, right? Yeah, yeah. But if my cornerbacks do their job, I get that extra second to get to the quarterback. So it really don't even matter. what you, I, I'm going to be a beast regardless of what you say. You put three over there, you put mm-hmm. two over there, I'm going to run through you. Like, that was like my job. But mm-hmm. I would tell those corners, hey, give me an extra second. That's why I always did like this. That means I'm going to get after it. I need you all for one more second. I'm coming. And when that happened, I always majority of the time got a sack. But it's different at that wide receiver position. You got to worry about me coming. Man, is that what you meant when you did? Is that what that meant? Yeah. yeah. I know, get, man. get it popping. I, man, I didn't even know that. I thought, man, man, I'm getting educated on the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Yeah. Every I, time I, I do it like this. You do that, I didn't know what that meant. I thought that was just like you were just getting hype or you were just nope. feeling yourself. Nope. Every time like this, I like let's say whoever was on my right side, if it was T New, if it was Aaron Glenn, I did like this. I'm like, hey, you better go like man to man coverage. Even if they were in cover two, I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, oh I'm, man, I, I, got, I got one on one. I said I have one on one on this side. Hey, wow. hold him. That means that he now he'll press in cover two. Well, he's like, shit. I know I got two over here, but. I'm gonna have the present because D-Ware gonna put more pressure on him and I have enough time to get there. So it was cool. Yeah. Okay. Communication, yeah. communication. I see it, I see it. All right, all right. Yeah, we're we sitting here talking to Demarcus Ware, nine-time Pro Bowler uh, and Super Bowl champ uh, with the Denver Broncos as well. So give us some um, some stories. When you went to Denver, again, you left Dallas, 
Uh, you thought you were going to end your career in Dallas. You go to right. Denver. You get to play with Peyton Manning. Like, how was that experience like in, in going to win that Super Bowl? You know, it, it was crazy, man, because, you know, leaving from Dallas, there was a lot of Chiefs. I'm being honest with you. You had mm -hmm. T.O. You had Romo. You got Whitten. You got me. You had, like, a lot of dogs on defense, right? Everybody was a Chief. Everybody had the star, and they wanted to etch their name in the star, mm -hmm. right? When I went to Denver, it was a lot different. I had a lot of young cats. I had Vaughn Miller, Malik, you know, Derek Wolf. I had Peyton on the other side, which was an older guy at the time, but everybody else was young. You know, CJ mm -hmm. Anderson, like that. And so they're playing pool, they're chilling, they're <laughs> video games. Yeah. They got the barber in their haircuts. I'm looking like, man, we, we never gonna win no games here. You mm. know, because I'm so used to everybody. When we was at the facility, it was formal, it was Football. straight up. When I left, guess what? Everybody got kids, they gone. We, mm -hmm. we didn't hang out. We got the, the moms and um, the family coming to go and eat every week. Yeah. Like, so y'all got these food trucks outside on Thursday every day and all the families coming. I didn't know exactly what they were doing, but they were like building team camaraderie, man. Like mm -hmm. it was one of those things where like after the first, third, fourth, fifth game, like you wanted to play even more for that guy beside you because you mm -hmm. knew what his kids were, you know, you know, he'd stand there all day, right? And then, you know, playing with Peyton, he was like one of those guys where, if you say, hey man, I got a, um, I got this this show that I'm gonna be doing tonight, you gonna pull up? He would come. Mm -hmm. And he will be so out of place. In right. The, <laughs> where, where we at, but guess what? He will come. And I'm like, shit, fucking Peyton came. He actually yeah. came to the show. Good to so it, it was one of them things, man, like, it was like do or die. Like everything, everybody was together. I think, I know that's why we won that Super Bowl. Hey man, let me tell you something. To be fair, bro, we were at, we were in Irving at that facility that we had. Bro, we had uh, a lunchroom where they had curtains that John, uh, that Roger Staubach walked walk through, Harry <laughs> Henderson, Drew Pearson. Man, we had the worst facility ever. And they had, and the Dallas Cowboys is, it's known for obviously making money. You got a billionaire in Jerry Jones. Uh, clearly, they obviously has really expanded upon and oh, really, it's a really, it's a right, renewed their facility. But man, I went, no, no. I was shocked when I went over there. When I got when I went to Dallas, I'm thinking I'm about to go to a nice facility because I had just come from, from Philadelphia and they had mm -hmm. upgraded their facility. So they had like the better the cafeteria, everything. Man, I walked in there with a the cowboy. They got the same couches that Michael Urban I slept on and, probably, and did some of everything else. Emmett Smith. Bro, they had curtains. They had blue curtains dividing so the media wouldn't look in the locker room. Man, I was like, what kind of mess is this? So there wasn't really an environment yeah. for us to be all create some camaraderie, to be honest. Hey. <laughs> it was... It was a different environment. I mean, I left from Troy. So, you know, me coming from Troy and you coming from a small school too, when we go somewhere like that, it's like, man, it's big. Mm. It, it's big for us. Yeah. I, I went from one person talking on a little camera recorder like this famous Amos to 50 <laughs> camera every day in the locker room. So I'm looking like, yeah. hey, I mean, what, what, what's the deal? So yeah. it, it, was, it was crazy, man, but we had the team though, T.O. Yeah, no, we no, for sure. It did not no. matter what facility we had. We had the team, we had the players mm. all day. No. We, we definitely did that. Yeah. We definitely did that. So I want to ask him because I know when I left, obviously my my departure was unexpected. Um, I, I end, 
when I went there and I saw your work ethic and I knew you was like, you said you was one of the chief, you was one of the anchor guys. You was like one of the staple guys on that defense. And so I was shocked. I was surprised that, again, they released you or whatever the situation may have been. What what was your feeling leaving the Dallas Cowboys and now you got to go embark and really make your imprint, stamp your, uh, your, your greatness on another team? What was that like leaving like you said, that I mean, when I went over there, it's like, you know, we're, we're, I'm playing on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. What was that right. like and what was those, those feelings like leaving Dallas and then, you know, like I said, we know what ultimately happened in Denver. You know, the thing is, man, like Dallas is where I started at. I was there for nine years. I mean, it was like one of the things where you gave every single thing to that team, right? And then it get to a point to where business hit, right? Everything's mm. going good. You're playing good and they can pay you. But then when it get to a salary cap, the salary cap is a salary cap. It don't matter who the owner is, how much money they got. It's like, hey, we don't have money to pay you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, you guys owe me whatever, $15 million. Well, I don't know how much it was. And I said, well, I'll take nine. Mm -hmm. Give me nine. I, I, I want to stay here. Give me two more years. I still got a lot in the tank. Mm -hmm. And I think I made the Pro Bowl that year, too. So mm -hmm. it was like, I, I actually bought out. So I'm still good at what I'm doing. Right. But then, you know, Jerry said, we can't pay you. But what we want to do is um, we want you to test. We want to release you and let the test the market and see how much you're actually worth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, if you do that, I'm, I know they're going to, somebody going to pick you, snatch you up. <laughs> somebody going to snatch me up. And I, and I was already thinking in my mind, like, Jerry, man, come on. And he was like, DeMarcus, I can't. I'm, I'm being honest with you. You've given everything. You've emptied the bucket for the Dallas Cowboys. He was honest as heck with me, too. Mm -hmm. He said, but we have to let you go out and test the market. You see what I'm saying? I was still on the contract. And he was like, we could keep you here, but I don't want to do that. You, you, you've given mm -hmm. everything to this organization. And so for me, to get respect like that, I said, you know what? He's mm -hmm. going to release me and let me go test the market. And that's when Denver came. Actually, Denver, Philly, I think it was Green Bay, and I think it was the Rams. All of them offer like the same thing. And I said, all right, well, they're going to offer me three times more than this. Mm. And Peyton, you know, we need a pass rush up here, right? And I'm thinking in my mind, like, oh, this dude is scoring 45 points. It was something stupid. Right, yeah. yeah. I can rush the passer? And yeah. I got Vaughn Miller on the other side? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go up there. Like, that, that's what that was about, you know? And, and it was one of them things where when I left, I didn't feel good when I left because that's where I started at. That's why I wanted to stay. But the right. thing is, it felt good knowing that Jerry was like, all right, we're going to release you and let you actually test the market. Because he could have held me to the end of where it was, I wouldn't have got that big bread. Right. They, they would have released, 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 like released you late. Yeah, I they would have had no choice. So yeah, it, well, it was big. It was big. Well, well, clearly he had more love for you than he had for me because I didn't have that type of conversation. <laughs> the, sap, the sap sucker got, got, got a little liquored up with him and his... Uh, him and his son Stephen invited me to a uh, invited me to a hotel, and they cut me. So, you know, my my departure wasn't as pleasing as yours. And uh, you till today, I don't really. Though, when you left, like, what what were you thinking? Like, I still got more in the tank. Oh no, 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 no doubt. What were you feeling? You know what I'm saying? I, I, there was no doubt I had more in the tank. Like, like you saw what I did. Like, if you go back, like, and look at my statistics playing those three years. I think it, it probably wasn't until like maybe three or four, about four years ago when Dez yeah. was there, he was the one that broke my record for the number of touchdowns in a, in a, in a, in a times in a, I think three year span or what have you. So right. I, like I said, I was doing equally as I, as good as I was when I left Philly. 
I was scoring, you know me, bro, I was scoring touchdowns left and right. Yes, you were. <laughs> so, and then that going into, they had just signed me. Remember, they, I had just signed a, an extension. I had just signed an extension to, to continue on with the Cowboys. And he called me, talked to me uh, after that season that we had lost with the Giants. Right. And the next year, we were supposed to go into Jerry's world. He called me and basically asked me, call, like, he's like, how can we get, how can we get over the hump? You know what I mean? What do we need to do offensively? And for me, the conversation that you had, that's the direction and the field that I thought we were going in. Because right. I felt, okay, he's calling me. He's including me to, like, I felt like one, like a leader on the team. What do we need to get to the Super Bowl? I told him, I gave him my honest input. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't even about all about me. I was adding, I mean, if you ask people, you know, you, you've been there. You ask people in on the offensive side of the ball, bro. Like, I wasn't a selfish guy. It was times I saw in film or on the field where Tony was forcing the ball here and there. And those are my honest assessment. And that was in-house. I'm saying that because we were talking in-house and I'm letting Jerry know. I'm letting guys know how we can win ball games. And it wasn't always throw me the ball because right. I knew my value. I was like when you talk about guys taking uh, taking up double teams clearing and, and and having you isolated you going one-on-one -on -one. that's what i did on the offense side of the ball i knew that when i when i when that ball snapped i knew there was an opportunity for me to get the ball and i knew there were plays designed where i allowed and i enabled other guys to get open so my point in saying that when he asked me i gave him my honest assessment based on what we could do in the future going into the new season new stadium man i two months after that i'm in florida he calls my agent because that's where I was living at the time. Yeah. And they had like some owners meeting or what have you. So a lot of owners was in town. So he called up my agent and asked us to come, you know, come to uh, come to the hotel. And my agent basically said, oh, yeah, he just want to just, you know, catch up with you while he's in town. This and that. And that. So that's what I thought the meeting was going to be about. Man, I left out there. I left that meeting with no job. But naked in the cold. Look at no you. job. Yeah, I know that. I know that struck a uh, fire under you too. What man? I, man, it's the earth. So it's the so earth me to the day. Take it back to the beginning. So when you got to Dallas, T, like when you went D where, right? You're in your second year. You see that because at the time T was a rock star in the league, right? Yeah, oh yeah, so this sure. rock star, he comes in the in the building, the locker room. You know, you're in the league now, you're confident, you see what's going on in the NFL. But what was that, you know, did he have influence when he came in the locker room? Did he control it? Like what was that first uh, you know, the first experience with you? You know what's so crazy? I remember when T.O. first came in, I was just walking into the meeting. And y'all mm -hmm. don't understand, like, T.O. used to love a Volkswagen Beetle. Okay? <laughs> he had a turbo, I think it was a black Volkswagen Beetle. And I remember I drove road. by. Still, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you drove by. And I'm like, who the hell got this Beetle? Got a Beetle, right? Got this Beetle. <laughs> and so he got out. The only thing I saw was Chucks. I saw some Chuck Taylors. Uh -huh. Walked in, <laughs> clean, fly. I was like, Okay, that, that that's T.O. So we sat, we, we got our lockers, you know, everybody all got right. the, the end caps, you know, all the captains and stuff. He come, he sit in, and he just chilled, right? He didn't say one word, but right. he spectated, and he were, he got to know everybody. You okay. see what I'm saying? How yep. you, who, what groups and everything he gonna get in. Yeah, I'm just, it is. And then one thing that he did not do on the practice field, he did not talk. Mm -hmm. He yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah. He worked. He, like every single thing that he did, he worked harder than anybody. Mm -hmm. But on the on in the game, that's when he turned it on. The right. popcorn came out. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. It was the one of the things. Yeah, out. yeah. It's like it was two different. 
different things where I'm like, damn, this dude is the hardest worker I've ever seen. Yeah. He, I mean, everything, I mean, he would catch a, a little hitch there's like five yards, and he will run full speed, 80 yards, all the way down the field. I said, this dude gotta be tired. He gotta be tired. While I'm getting, you know, it, it was one of them things, man, where it was like, when you see a player, how you should actually practice and play and carry yourself. Yes. I, I yes. was like, I, I gotta do that. I'm I'm running full speed and practice, tired as hell. Trying yeah. to wrestle pass yeah. against Flozell and all them other dudes out there. But yeah. it, it was it was one of them things, man, where when you came in, when he came in, you saw greatness. Like mm. you saw greatness, but it was a quiet greatness amongst mm. us. Mm-hmm. Where everybody was like, man, is T.O. A, a, a bad guy in the locker room? And I'm, I'm looking like, have y'all even been in here? Right. You see what right. I'm saying? Y'all just seen what's on the field. You seen get your popcorn ready. That's right, what you see. Right, this right. dude prepared six days for, for the seventh day to give some team hell. And that's mm-hmm. what he did. Yeah. Week in and week out. So I think it, it was awesome, man, you know, yeah. playing with T.O. That's cool. Man, I, pre- I, appreciate, like- I appreciate you saying. I, I do appreciate you saying that, and yeah. and I, that's why too. Like when I got uh, nominated for the Hall of Fame my first year, um, all these speculations came out. Not really speculations, but that was one of the reasons, the main reasons why they say I shouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame because I had all these locker room issues with the, my teammates and stuff like that. And that what that was. Those were items that prevented me from being a first ballot Hall of Famer. And so again, it was only the media that pushed that narrative. And it basically just followed me throughout the course of my career. I mean, it started toward the end of my career, middle to the end of my career in San Francisco. And then I went to Philly. You know, there were some, you know, issues that happened with me and Donovan or what have you. But again, those were just, those were individual, uh, those individual disagreements or what have you. So that really didn't have anything with what to do with anything that I did on the field. Because when I went on that football field, like DeMarcus said, I practice hard, and then when I played, it made the game look easy. So that's why I did that, because I learned it in San Francisco, watching some of the greats do it. And so that, I instilled that, that was embedded in me. And so I did it everywhere that I went. So it wasn't anything, like I said, I wasn't one of those guys that talked a lot of trash. If you look at a lot of the highlights, yeah, you see a lot of sound bites, this and that and the other, where I'm talking on the sideline. I'm not actually talking trash to guys during the game. You're talking to yourself. Talking to exactly, yourself. exactly. I mean, if anybody, if I'm gonna talk to my anybody, it's gonna be to myself. I'm gonna get my own self hype. I don't need, I don't need to talk trash to somebody to get there me, no to get me up. Because right. my <laughs> thing is, I knew my game. I knew my game was gonna speak loud for me. And ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. This is the number one sporting event on the planet that people bet on. That's right. It is Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl Fifty Five coming up for all you football fans. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City. Chiefs. The moment you have all been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings free F-R-E-E Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now. Enter free F-R-E-E prediction challenge. Answer questions like who will score last? And boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion. That's billion with the B to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about the big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code GPR. 
to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code GPR now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. D-Word, did you ever like get a sack and like started feeling yourself or you started talking to any of the quarterbacks? You know what, man? I never talked. On the football field, I never talked. Like, T.O. Right. knew I never talked. Like, right. I'm too tired. I'm too tired to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you, that win. You know, yeah, but you knew, though, every single time when I strapped up, I'm going to steal your heart. Like, yeah. that, that was like something that no matter what, when I play, I don't care how big you were, who you were, if you're a wide receiver, if you go, if you touch these pads that I got on right now, I want you to feel these pads. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't want you here all this week, but it's Sunday. I'm yeah. going to give it to somebody on Sunday. This my, you know, this so my reward. Was, yeah, yeah, Man, yeah I, this is my I reward mean, right here. Right. I mean, and what he's describing, like he said, when he went out there, he said he didn't talk. He was like, bro, he was like a like a bear, bro. Like a, he's like a gentle bear. But then when you, when you see him and you just watch him play, bro, there's, there's, yeah, when you see him come out of the stands, when you talk about horsepower, when you talk about horsepower, that's what you saw. As soon as that ball snapped, he came, bro, he can't, he was coming off that ball. He was coming everywhere. I I admired and I watched those guys because they had an array of moves. You had mm-hmm. rip-throughs, you have spins, they had, yeah, all, speed, they had everything power. right to <clears throat> counter what these guys had basically game-planned and, and studied all week. And so mm-hmm. that's what's so unique. When, like he said, he was describing, like, the guys that were in our locker room. Like, bro, we had some stars in that locker room. We had some people that could yeah. ball. Yeah. And so yeah. that was that was so, so for me, that was so encouraging and for me to even go to the Cowboys. And as Marcus, DeMarcus said, I just sat in the room, you know, sat in the locker room or whatever. And everybody in the locker room, you don't necessarily have to get along or like each other. But as long as you're playing and you're playing for the common goal, then that's all that matters. Everybody's not going to go after practice or an after game and 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 chop it up and break bread and, and be together. But at the end of the day, we're all grown men. We're there to play football. And that's the ultimate goal is to win games and get to the Super Bowl. And it's unfortunate with the talent that we had that we weren't able Right. to do that right so yeah exactly. D, so again t just said again you had speed you had power right 640 or two, what 64 260 um now again there's all always gonna be that one tackle there's that one dude that you trying to spin you're trying to pop oh, you can't man. get who is that dude who's your kryptonite in the league who it was walter jones for the seattle seahawks dude. really like, like you need to understand another alabama guy mm-hmm. i remember when i came in as a rookie they were like Man, he don't even work out. I was like, what do you mean he don't work out? They said he just pulled the car up the hill. And so I started watching <laughs> tape. So he had these chains where he was pulling the car up the hill. I was like, man, this guy, okay, yeah, he's doing that. Right. But then right. I saw him like mashing like Jason Taylor, mashing straight hand. Like he was mashing everybody. I don't care what nobody say. Right. He was yeah. Mashing, yeah. Throwing him to the sideline. I said, he don't do that to me. Uh, but he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Like he did, and I was, dude, I got off the ball so fast one time, he didn't even get out of his stance, okay? Mm-hmm. He turned around, I turned him around so fast, by the time he hit my shoulder pad, I just remember my my face, man, like hitting the ground. <laughs> I'm jumping off the ball faster than him, and how is he still beating me? He was just that strong. 
And one time I saw OC Junior. OC was like, dude, you got to go and get him, dog. You got to go and get him because if you don't, he's going to crush you. Right. So one time when he was in Dallas, I remember we were in Dallas. I was like, all right, I'm going to work on all my power moves. I don't know how I'm going to beat him, but I'm working on all my power moves. I did like 10 power moves back to back, lull them sleep, and then I turned them burners on. Mm-hmm. Went around mm-hmm. the corner. I beat him like two times. I got like two, about two or three sacks on that game, that game. And like the rest was history. But that time I was like, I made it. Yeah, if I can beat him, I can beat anybody. Right. It took me four years. Four years of playing that dude to get one sack. Wow. Four years, dog. Four That's years. Awesome. So Demarcus, Demarcus, tell us now. We got we got Super Bowl 55 approaching uh here pretty soon. Uh, yeah. give us you got two dynamic quarterbacks in Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Take us through your mindset of possibly preparing and playing in this game with each of these quarterbacks. So let's start. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes. How do you? And if, like I said, obviously you're a, you're a football mind. You're a staple on the end, and obviously you're gonna you're gonna be working directly, uh, closely with the defensive coordinator. How do you guys stop Patrick Mahomes? You know, you know, he's one of those guys that like to move around in the pocket. Like no matter what nobody say, he sits back there, but he always flushes to the right side. So mm-hmm. I would get my tackle on the left side to really push the pocket to close that end up, right? Mm-hmm. I would get the backside rushes to rush because now you got Fisher out. Fisher's out. You got your second string um, tight tackle in there. So mm-hmm. PR Paul got to eat. Yep. I would get Shaq. And I'll get I'll put him on the left side. I'll get him to push that pocket. Now I let um, you know Pierre Paul eat on the back side because he's gonna get one on ones. Even if they chip him, it don't matter. That means there's one guy that's not gonna be out there, right? right. If that's how I would attack the situation, the same thing we did with Cam Newton and Super Bowl Fifty. We knew he liked to run out to the right. So mm-hmm. I was a spy guy. Vaughn was rushing with Derek Wolf. I was just a rapper. Every single time he ran around, I would wrap around the corner. I would come to A's and B gaps and make sure that I was a spy guy so he couldn't get away. Ooh, but then you flip, yeah, I would, fl- I would flush him and keep make him throw the football. Right. I understand we got Tyreek Hill. Y'all better put some out on that dude. That dude right. fast. I mean, he was raising T.O. T.O. fast too. I, I, I saw the whole, the whole deal. So put somebody on that dude. And with uh, Kelsey, we actually had Gronk at the time when we played um, Brady. We actually dropped Von Miller out on Gronk. So we mm-hmm. used to do a five-man rush on the, in a three-four. We dropped out Vaughn on Gronk and let me rush. Mm-hmm. I got one-on-one. So now we was able to get pressure with a four-man rush. And so now we had somebody on Gronk with the inside linebacker. So it took him away too. So mm-hmm. we schemed him up real good. So that's how I would attack Patrick Mahomes in this situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. okay. with, yeah. And going to Brady, you you about to ask about Brady, right? Right, yeah, because you think you think about Brady, he's not he's not your mobile he's quarterback. Not yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not really going anywhere. So he's one of those guys. He's going to beat you with his smarts, his intellect. Um, he's going to try to manipulate the defense with his eyes. So how do you contain a guy? And the thing is, it's like people have been trying to do it for so many years. This guy's yeah. had this guy has six Super Bowl rings under his belt, yeah. going yeah. for his seventh. So now he's with a new team, a new set of weapons. Uh, still has his staple guy and, yeah. and, and and Gronkowski. How do how does Demarcus Ware prepare for Tom Brady? I think just like we did in the AFC Championship when we beat him, we rushed three. Mm. We rushed three dudes, and we had a lot of coverage. Mm. When you have a lot of coverage, I mean, he got to sit back and he got to pat that ball a little bit, so it gives those three man rushers mm. now opportunity to get there. 
So mm-hmm. like with Vaughn, Vaughn was actually dropping back the whole game. Mm-hmm. He was on Gronk with the inside um, middle linebacker. And then we had Derrick Wolf, we had Malik, and we had me. We had three-man rush against five dudes. I know you, they got five offensive linemen there, but if you can get there in a three-man rush and create pressure, guess what? He ain't running anyways. Mm-hmm. So if you right. can get there, now you go, they're going to run into a problem. Because we had, it was like the most in NFL history, we had like 32 quarterback hits and like mm-hmm. six sacks on them. But the, he still almost beat us. Right. <laughs> and we did not blitz. We did not blitz one Time when when you blitz him, he's gonna find an open man every right. time. I don't care right. what you say. Oh, okay, he's not gonna find. He's gonna find him, and he's gonna right. crush you with. Right. So, don't bring a lot of pressure. Three man rush and coverage. Make him hold that football. So yeah, yeah so it will behoove the Kansas City Chiefs to kind of go back to a little bit of that film and watch that game. Hey, uh, how right. you how you guys kind of contain it? That's probably right. not going to work for the entire game. But obviously, no, with their no. with their personnel, um, they can kind of mix it up and give them some different looks. So yeah, so yeah, I appreciate yeah, you. Uh, you got to change it up. You got to change it up. Well, yeah. Before you get out of here, D. Ware, I want to get you uh, get your your top five pass rushers of all time and get your top five list. And say you can top, put your top five in pass rushers. I, I would say number one, Bruce Smith. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, a dude that played forever in the league, but also just a beast. Mm-hmm. Like, top five. Um, you know, if you don't put your name in, in a top five, you got a problem. So I would say I'm top five. There, you know, I like I, it. I, I like I, it. I, I got to add that in there. Yeah, um, okay. and, 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 you know, probably, you know, some guys that I play with that don't get a lot of recognition, I would say probably like Leroy Glover. Like Leroy Glover, he's wow. yeah. one of them guys where – uh, he's not getting a lot. He didn't get a lot of accolades and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not a lot of headlines, but when you had the game plan against him, if you played against you play. the Saints, you, you knew somewhere, somehow, Leroy, you gotta put him out. Leroy Glover's name came, came right. Up. Right. I would say uh, Michael Strahan is another dude, especially, I mean, the power that he brought to the game. Right, it, right. it was just, you You had to have somebody on. If you left him over by himself, you're gonna run into a problem. Like, mm-hmm. even to this day, like an Aaron Donald. Right, mm-hmm. Aaron Donald. I think I'm at number three or four right now. Aaron Donald, that dude, man, is a freaking beast. I've Animal. never seen an interior guy like that. I'm trying to go back and forth and get some of the older guys with some right, of the young, right. younger guys. And um, you know, I'm trying to just think about like, I mean, it's so many freaking pass yeah. rushers out there, man, that I still talk to to this. What day. about? I know you. So I, I know you're it. trying to think about your fifth one. Uh, I'm thinking of, these are some old school guys that, gotcha. I, that yeah. I saw coming on in my up, up in my career. You think about your Reggie Whites and your Charles Haley's. That's like, right, 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 right. Hey, let me tell you. <laughs> let me yeah. tell you guys something. We're talking to Demarcus Ware, 12 seasons in the National Football League, Super Bowl. 55 or oh, 50, 50 champs, Super Bowl 50 yeah, yeah, champ yeah. with the Denver Broncos. And you talking about high power, you talking about with finesse. Oh, Reggie White was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. Let me tell Everything. y'all something on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. I want you guys to go Google Reggie White. That yeah. dude was a grown man. I thought this, if you watch some of his highlights, bro, you would think that he has a mechanical arm. That, that shit was illegal. What he was doing to 300 and something pounds. When you throw Larry Allen, you're doing something. What? And Larry yeah. Allen, this Larry, Larry Allen, right? Everybody knows how yes. he's beast, dude. Man, when you saw him throw and toss those tackles like that, bro, bro, just, just think about what he would do to us hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ain't a game. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> cut. You got, cut Lawrence, Taylor, you got Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. I mean, you got some right. dudes, man. 
Aaron Tippett. I mean, uh, you so your right. we need your fifth. We need your fifth. We need your fifth. We need yeah, your you fifth. Take, yeah, take one of those names. Right. I, I, I would say, I, I, I'm not going to number them. I'll just say, hey, these are right. not. Right. I would say um, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, um, you, yeah, me, uh, Michael Strahan, Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just trying to think. I'll say Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. You said that okay. right. You had mentioned Aaron you mentioned Lamar. La- 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 He's in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So now, it, it, it's so many of them. It's so I, many. I'm playing with them. You know. Yeah. I get you. No, no, I get you. I get you. That. Like I said, we want to tell. We want everybody to know. Like I said, it's not. It, it's not in any particular order. These are no, your top no. five. So we yeah. don't want. Your listeners, your fans, to feel like you're you're discriminating or you're hating on anybody. No, no, I'm, okay. yeah. uh-uh. I'm gonna tell you like it is. I'm gonna tell you like it is. I don't care about right. that. Right, all right. No. Well, yeah, tell everybody where they can find your app as well before you get out of here, man. Hey, dude, you. I mean, it, it actually got featured right now for one of the top new apps in the Apple Store. So if you nice. download D2W in the App Store in the Apple App Store, bam, it's right there, driven to win a pop up. And one of the main things I'm trying to do is get people to download the thing. Because once they do that, it's going to create monumental change in their lives. I was a captain for 12 years, and now this gives me an opportunity to be a captain in their lives through fitness. Lead them into leading fit, fitter lives, get them off of the couch, get them into the gym if the gyms are open. And it mm-hmm. took me three years to come up with this thing, using argument reality, also videos. So if you don't know how to do it, it shows you how to do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to have the videos, it's me taking you through tutorials too. And it's, it's, it's cool, man, and I'm excited about it. I launched it in December. And uh, shoot, I mean, the sky's the limit with this. So new content comes out every month and I keep mm-hmm. it fresh for you. So uh, go download it in the App Store, in the Apple App Store and down, just say, D, type in D2W and it'll pop up. D2W, hey, Hatch, you need to be on that ASAP, bro, you need to be on that ASAP. As soon as we get off this show right here, bro, you need to be D2W. Yeah, you need to be on it, bro. I'm telling you, hey, you need to get, hey, I know you do your all your augmented uh, reality I'll stuff to implement uh, ah, into the workouts. Get them Obviously, abs right. You may have to configure up, come up with a whole new plan because this body, his, this dude's body right here. I mean, he's uh, our age, but his body is like double the age that it really is. I got, I got, so, I got this hip. I got this hip thing, D. Where I got a hip, baby. Nice, I got a hip. nice. <laughs> hey, I, t- I tell you what, To, you the next figure that's gonna be in there. I, I'm telling you right now, I, a new but you know, but you know, yeah, I but I've, I've always, yeah, but I appreciate what you're doing. I've always been in the fitness, and I just want to go back to something that you were talking about early on in, in in the show is that when you when you saw when I came that I was always in shape. Um, always, it wasn't really too, yeah. I, I mean, every every year I came in because that's what I prided myself on is really being in condition. Because the thing is to be a receiver, and you too, y'all got to run around. We have to run a long yeah. way. We got to run yeah. routes. Got to run back to the huddle. And I wanted to try to be one of the best conditioned athletes because I wanted to do whatever I did in the first half of the game. I wanted to have that energy in the second half of the game. And as I mentioned, like I said, I had a personal trainer to to help me become knowledgeable about nutrition, about fitness, about really keeping your body and optimizing your performance. Uh, A guy on our our team, he reached out to me. He asked me, he pulled me to the side. He was like, T, you know, who's your trainer? Jay Ratliff. Yep. Jay Ratliff asked me about who I who my trainer was. Jay had made no Pro Bowls, none. Yeah. He 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 hired my trainer that year and he made the Pro Bowl after that. So that's a testament to what I was doing, but I owe it to my guy Buddy Prim. And like I said, if you put the right people in your lives that really knows what they're doing, they got so many trainers today. They coming out of the woodworks. You know, they coming up with all these elaborate, you know, work, especially receivers doing all these things. 
Look, all that going back and forth, patting your feet a thousand times, all that, that ain't going <laughs> to get you off no line. You're going to get no, hemmed up. No, but if you yeah, go with the basics, right, right, you go with the basics and then try to evolve just a little bit, try to find some cutting edge ways. And like I said, I'm sure with you, if you were to play the game day, you're so smart, you're smarter than the average. I then what you've up. done with as yeah. far as transforming your body, that's going to elevate your game and you but and everybody's like, oh my gosh how is he doing that at his, at his age what tom brady is doing at 43 it for me it's not surprising because right. if you think about it i could be playing at this age too because all tom brady has to do is keep his skill set sharp he right. has he has big ass meatheads protecting him <laughs> and the league has protected him you can't touch him all he got to do is just deliver right. the ball, put the ball where it's supposed to be. He can probably play the 50 if he wants to. I, if he I, I, hit. He, still got, he still got some more years in him. Right, exactly. He got two. He got two in him. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Hey, 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 D-Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, no appreciate doubt. you taking the time, brother. Uh, thank y'all for inviting me on, man. Y'all take care. All right, dear thing. They right, have it, ladies and gentlemen. DeMarcus Ware, Super Bowl 50 champion of the Denver Broncos, nine-time Pro Bowler as well. Peace. Ooh. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Demarcus Worth. Appreciate your man coming on the show today, man. Giving us a little, a little insight when you when you was younger as a rock star when he walked into the Dallas Cowboys locker room. Yep, yep, man. So now we're we're into our three and out section, man. Uh, this is where for all you new listeners, subscribers that are tuning in, this is where we kind of give our three takeaways from from the show, from the episode with uh, with our guests. And so uh, number one. Uh, would be is uh, I think from from our perspective mm-hmm. was that he went to uh, the Denver Broncos uh, as and he made, made basically made a comparison coming over from from uh, the Dallas Cowboys. He went into that locker room and he realized he was the he was the veteran. He was the, he was the old, old vet. school. Right? Yeah, he was the old school guy uh, in the locker room. And you know you had a lot of young young guys who you would consider them millennials. Um, they were playing video games. Uh, they were playing all types of stuff. And that wasn't what he was used to coming from the Dallas Cowboys. So he basically just saw kind of a, I guess a change of the ties. Uh, really for him to be the veteran of the locker room. And he basically kind of just kind of had to pull those guys along with him. But I'm sure those guys added some youth to uh, to him as well. Yeah, and I think it's important uh, for people to understand that the team game, especially the football game, again, because you guys said you had 13 Pro Bowlers, right? I remember at the uh, Minnesota Vikings, the 98 season, we had 11 Pro Bowlers, right? Neither one of those teams won Super Bowl rings. So yeah. that locker room and team camaraderie does have a lot to do with winning championships and winning rings because right. people want to play for each other. You're playing with each other, but you want, when you start playing for your teammates, um, you know, I think that, that team, that team bonding is way more important than sometimes the talent that's on the physical field. Yep. Yep. Um, that, so uh, our uh, second one, a <laughs> second uh, one of our third now is uh, the Walter Jones story. Is uh, that he took him four years. I talked to his boy OC, who uh, they both went to Troy actually together, went to college together. Um, OC Ewanura that played for the New York Giants, and uh, he gave him some pointers on how to beat Walter Jones. And after four years, he finally got his first sack on Walter Jones. That's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing when you think you know, you really don't know. And right. Then, <laughs> yeah, you had to go back and go go back to the drawing board, and, and again, like I said, a fellow teammate, you know, gave him a. a yeah, college mate or what have you, uh, gave him some tips. And uh, like I said, four years to get one sack, man, I would have been, I would have been, been doing all types of celebrations. 
Right. Um, then the third one, of course, I, I love it because we, you know, we played the receiver position and we have together, we have about 160 touchdowns in the NFL um, <laughs> together right. as, a, as a unit. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it at that. But, um, how he said that it's harder to catch uh, a touchdown than it is to get a sack. And again, I want people to understand, you know, because you guys think that touchdowns are easy to get. Right, Things exactly. are easy to get. Like I said, we got 160 of them. So you can congratulate both of us on those. <laughs> but uh, touchdown, to, to catch a touchdown and go through that whole process of, again, catching it, making dudes miss, and then scoring is not an easy job. Right. But again, I, if, I had to, if I had to pick between the two, I'm definitely not doing his job because I don't want <laughs> those problems. Right. Hey, them big fellas can have it. Uh, it's funny you were talking about some of the, uh, the old Cowboys and how you guys locker room. And you said like, uh, you know, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and you said Harry and the Hendersons and it's Thomas Henderson. I know who you're talking about. It was Hollywood Henderson. Yeah. Thomas Hollywood Henderson. Right. But everybody, you call, that's him, how Harry, I, you call him Harry in the Hendersons because the movie Harry Henderson. Well, it's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, it's not this. You can't call a man Harry. And the no, I say a Hollywood Henderson. You need to no, clean, you clean said your Harry. You can't well, clean. I probably did. I don't know. I, I just tried to name uh, some old school. That's I funny. To, I, I probably was talking about. Uh, I probably was talking about. Uh, who was that? Uh, who was that Harry? I was probably. I ain't gonna tell you who I was thinking well, about. Well, yeah, I Thomas. Hey, but Thomas Henderson is a, is a legend. Right. And he went right. to Langston University, of course, and played right, with the right. Cowboys. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in on this episode of Get Your Popcorn Ready with our man, Demarcus Ware. Again, Super Bowl champ, good friend, ex-teammate of T.O. Uh, you heard him talk about the, the locker room and how great it was in Dallas. So don't be listening to all that rhetoric out there and what's really going on. No doubt. There it is. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. And yeah, let me reiterate once again, this is the new version of the YouTube channel for the podcast. So go to the YouTube channel and type in Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast or Get Your Popcorn Ready. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.